Welcome to the Vineyard Boise Sunday Message Podcast. You can join us live on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on Facebook, YouTube, and vineyardboise.org slash live. Subscribe to our message podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. And if you'd like to support Vineyard Boise, you can give online at vineyardboise.org slash give. Today's message is brought to you by Pastor Jesse Meyer. Enjoy. Well, hey, guys. Good morning. Thank you, Brent. Thank you, Sharon. And thank you, Josh, taking over uh, or, or over there in the youth, like braving all those crazy teenagers. Amazing. Well, hey, guys. Good morning. Um, you know, it's Labor Day weekend, so, and there was also a Boise State football game last night, right? And so anyone watch that? Uh, it was a little rough. Um, so, man, I, don't, I, I like wouldn't have blamed all of you guys for being like, it was Labor Day, that game was like so rough. I don't know if I can make it to church. So <laughs> you guys showed up. And so because of that, I decided I, I saved my best message for this Sunday. <laughs> now, a quick caveat, this is my first message of the year. So I don't know what that actually means, but it's the best one I've got for today. Um, and so, guys, my name is Jesse. If, if you don't know, I'm the worship pastor here. And can we just give it up for the worship team this morning? You know, I'm blessed to lead an amazing team that puts the focus on Jesus. That's what it's all about. So, so th- it was really fun. I don't get to do this often, but I was just getting to, to be right here worshiping with you guys, and it was amazing. Um, you know, I'm privileged this morning to share uh, God's Word today. We're wrapping up our series called Who Am I? And so today we're kind of bringing that to a close. But before we dive in, I do want to just introduce myself a little bit for anyone who's new today or uh, is visiting for the first time. Uh, My wife and I have been married for almost 18 years. And yes, speaking of my wife, you guys are going to get to hear from her a little bit later today. So a little little, uh, teaser there. Um, But we have four kids ages uh, 15 in like a few days down to all the way to age six. And I think we have a picture of, of the fam. Uh, we've got Malia, Paisley, Hudson, uh, Miles, and who did I forget? I think that's all of them. <laughs> but it was great. Yeah, as you can see in this picture, we just we all like dressed up in kind of coordinating clothes, and we just went for a walk in the woods, <laughs> and like this professional photographer just popped out and took a picture. It's like so convenient. But that's kind of what we do on the weekends. We just coordinate and go for walks. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love those kind of shots, but it, it, it's a really good shot. Babe, you do so good on picking all the clothes. Thank you for doing that. Um, so my wife and I have been at the Vineyard since 2003. Believe it or not, we were, in, we were just engaged when we started coming here. So, oh, we were just dating, not even engaged yet. Wow. Um, and so it's been our church home for a long time, a long time. And, and we're just blessed to call this our church home and to be rooted here and planted here. We're so grateful for all that God's done and all that we see him doing and continuing to do. Um, but I've been the worship pastor since 2015. But our first volunteer role as a couple was we helped out with the youth group, kind of like Josh is doing out there today. Um, but we actually served with Pastor Trevor when he was the youth pastor. And speaking of Pastor Trevor, if you're new this morning, Pastor Trevor is our lead pastor, and he is currently, he, he was the youth pastor way back in the day. He's currently our lead pastor. And right now, he is in the middle of a three-month sabbatical. Can we bless Trevor this morning? Like, it, 
I hope you guys have been praying for him. I know our staff, um, we've been praying for him on, you know, on a daily basis, and we're just really um, hopeful and believing that God is meeting them on the sabbatical. Like, it's well-deserved, a well-deserved sabbatical. And so we're just trusting that they're finding rest and rejuvenation and refreshed vision, and we're really excited for their return. He'll be back uh, November, like first Sunday in November. So we're just waiting with anticipation for that, excited to hear all that God's done in the midst of that. So last thing before I get into the message, I want to let you guys know next week we're starting a new series. So we're wrapping up Who Am I Today? Next, next week we're starting a new series called House of the Lord. And so we're going to be exploring God's design for connection with his people all the way back from Genesis, like in the beginning, all the way to what that looks like today. What does it mean for us to be the house of the Lord? How do we connect with God in 2022 as his people? So be a great time to, to invite someone, invite a friend. We're launching that series, and we're excited about what God's going to do through that. So uh, now let's get into the message today. We're wrapping up, like I said, who am I? And, you know, we've been exploring this question. It's really a question that gets down to the, the root of what it means to be human. We're like, is that search for my identity? And so there's a lot of voices in culture, you know, all around us that are honestly speaking lies to us about our identity. And so as a pastoral team and teaching team, we decided we should take some time and actually look at what does God say about our identity? What does the Bible say? And so hopefully you guys have been around for that. We've, I'm not going to get into too much of that, but we talked about our identity as God's creation, um, as his sons and daughters. We talked about the fact that we need, we need community. We need each other to step into the fullness of our identity. And then last week, we had uh, Pastor Jeremy Graves from River Hills Vineyard, guest speaker, talked about rooting into, if we're going to find out who am I, we need to root into the I am. And he's given each one of us unique passion and unique calling, but we can't find that without being rooted in the I am. And so today we're wrapping that series up. And here's what I feel like God's put in my heart. And I feel like the, the answer to that question today is really like the capstone to the foundation that we've been laying over the last four weeks. And the answer of that question today is, to the question of who am I, is this. I am a temple of the Holy Spirit, a carrier of God's presence. A temple of the Holy Spirit, a carrier of God's presence. And this morning, I want to open my message with a passage from John 16. Uh, but before I read, I want, to, um, I want to pray. But I also, before I pray, I want to just ask you guys if you'd stand this morning. So can we stand? I just want to place us back in that, in that posture of receiving today from the Lord as we approach Scripture today with just reverence in our hearts and with a posture of expectation as I pray. And as we read, you may even want to just close your eyes. You might want to hold your hands out just to say, Lord, I, I, I want whatever it is you have for me today. So Holy Spirit, we just invite you today. We thank you that you're already here. We thank you that um, as we've been worshiping, your presence has just been in this place and is in this place. And we ask for more today, God. God, would you come and speak to us? Would you come, would you come and dwell among your people today? Lord, would you, would you just come and have your way this morning? God, I pray you'd speak through me today. Would you speak through your word today? God, would you open our ears and our hearts today? John 16, five through seven, Jesus says to his disciples, but now I am going to him who sent me. And none of you asks me, where are you going? 
But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. This is God's word. You guys can grab a seat today. Thank you, Lord. So this morning, as we talk about our identity as temples of the Holy Spirit and carriers of God's presence, we are going to dive into quite a bit of scripture today. Is that okay? We're going we're gonna to go through a lot of scripture, primarily because there's power in God's word, and also because I trust God's word more than my own opinion and more than my own experience. And so I really want us to anchor into God's word. We are gonna, I'm going to share some stories. I've got a couple other people. My wife, one, she's going to share a story. So we've got some stories coming. But before we get there, I want us to anchor into God's word today. And the reason I wanted to start with John 16, 5 through 7, is I want us to see how important the Holy Spirit is to Jesus. I want us to anchor into that first and foremost. I want us to see that like, this isn't something that I'm like, pushing today or something that I came up with. Jesus is the one that actually said it's so important. The Holy Spirit is so important that it's better that I go away. And you know, as I think about that, you guys, if you've been around church for a while, it can be kind of easy to, to read that and go, well, you know, you just kind of get familiar with it. But I think for a second, just stop for a minute and go, imagine if you're one of the disciples and the Son of God, you know, God the Son, uh, the Savior of the world, Jesus is saying, it's better that I go away. And I'm sure the disciples are like, yeah, right. I, that's, that cannot be the case. I don't trust you, Jesus. I want you here with me now. I don't want you to leave. And I guess what I want to get at today is that we need to recognize that it's so important the Holy Spirit is so important. He is so important. He is such a big deal that Jesus said, it's better that I go. Can we just, so just root into that for a minute. It's, it's kind of shocking to us in some ways, but it's true. It's, it's better that he goes. And we're going to actually look at why he said that and what was the result of that. So some of you guys are asking, well, how could that be the case? Why, why is it such a big deal? Why would Jesus say that? And so here's where we're going to start diving in a little bit more scripture. So we're going to dive into Acts 2 and see what happens after Jesus does go, and then he actually fulfills that promise that he gave the disciples. You got A lot of you are familiar with this verse, but, or with, with these script, this scripture I'm going to read, but I just encourage you to receive it with fresh ears today. This is from Acts 2. It says, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each one of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now, there were staying in Jerusalem God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd gathered in bewilderment because each one heard their own language being spoken. So the Holy Spirit pours out. There's some, something going on that draws attention and people show up. And then Peter begins to preach under the power of the Holy Spirit. And here's what he says. God has raised this Jesus to life and we are all witnesses of it. Exalted to the right hand of God, he, meaning Jesus, has received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit and has poured out what you now see here. So quick, quick little side note there. Jesus has received 
from the Father, the promised Holy Spirit, and Jesus is the one that poured out what you now see. Therefore, let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, brothers, what should we do? Peter replied, repent, be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. And catch this, Peter says to them, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. Those who accepted his message were baptized and 3,000 came to Jesus and were added to their number that day. So do you guys see that pattern that emerges here? Okay, there's a pattern here. There's an infilling of the Holy Spirit. There's signs, wonders, evangelism. There's repentance. And then there's fruit that comes from it. There's disciples that were added to their number. And, you know, I just imagine the disciples going, holy cow, what just happened? Like, I can't believe this. And they're, and they're, and they're going, you know, now I see what Jesus was saying. As, this, as the disciples stepped into their identity as, as temples of the Holy Spirit and carriers of God's presence, as they stepped into that, all heaven broke loose in Jerusalem. And, and, and I can imagine them just, just sitting together going, oh yeah, remember when he said that it was going to be better for him to go? Like, now I finally get it. Not only do we get to commune with him constantly, not only do we get to have that, that interaction with him at any given time, any, at any moment, but now he actually, through the Holy Spirit, works through us to do the things that he did. And I can even imagine Peter saying, like, you guys remember Peter, he actually denied Jesus three times, right? He was, he was a guy that was walking in fear. And then all of a sudden, he gets filled with the Holy Spirit, and now he's preaching in front of thousands of people with boldness and effectiveness. And I, I can imagine Peter thinking to himself, okay, okay, Lord, I get it now. I get why you said that. See, the Holy Spirit actually works through us to do the things that Jesus did. And, and I guess the question this morning is why? Why does it work that way? And what I would like to suggest is it's because that's how Jesus did it. Jesus did what he did, not through his divine power as God the Son, but through the power of the Holy Spirit who de descended upon him when he was baptized in the Jordan. Well, how do we know this? Let's do some more scripture here, guys. Philippians 2, 5 through 11, it says, it says about Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing. You guys catch that this morning? He made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. So scripture says he didn't use his divinity to his advantage. Instead, he made himself nothing. And so if we look to scripture, we see that it wasn't until after he was baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit that he started his ministry. And so before that, we don't, there's no recorded miracles. And so Jesus says to us, he says, follow me. I set the example for you. Follow me. Do the stuff, not through your strength, but through the power of the Holy Spirit. And this is why in the vineyard, we believe that the Holy Spirit is every bit as real and as active. And he's doing the same kind of things all over the globe as he did at Pentecost. Amen? Amen? And 
you know, it's not just the vineyard. There's over the last 2,000 years since Jesus, uh, you know, rose, ascended, and Pentecost happened for the last 2,000 years, we've seen outpourings of the Holy Spirit in similar ways to Pentecost, and oftentimes in even more radical ways, even more radical fruit. I mean, if you think about some of the most noteworthy ones, like the Great Awakening in 1727 or the Second Great Awakening in 1780, um, there's also like Azusa Street Revival in 1906 and the Welsh Revival in 1904. I mean, these these awakenings and revivals, you had literally hundreds of thousands of people coming to faith in Jesus, being filled with the Spirit in like a matter of weeks. I mean, it kind of makes Pentecost look kind of tiny in comparison. And so my whole point in this is I want to awaken us to this reality that sometimes we can look at Pentecost and go, okay, well, that, that was for back then. There's, sometimes there's even this thought, well, that was like, that was for the apostles. But I just want to wake us up to the reality that the Holy Spirit is the same God now that he was at Pentecost. Amen. And he's been doing the same kinds of things. And, and so we get to step into that. And even the vineyard movement came out of like the Jesus people of the sixties and the charismatic renewal of the seventies and eighties. That was a move of God. And throughout history, most often when you see an awakening happen, it's preceded by cultural and societal chaos. And honestly, that's really a moment that we're in. Like we see that on a global scale. We're, we're in that moment of cultural chaos, societal chaos. And so that's why like Christians all around the world believe that our world right now is ripe for an awakening. And I believe that too. But we don't get to control what it looks like when the Holy Spirit moves. We don't get to control it. And, and our job as his people is just to ask Jesus to do it again. He's the one that baptized the disciples in the Holy Spirit. So we get to come to him and say, Jesus, would you do it again? That's, that is our, that's our only job. We can't control it. We can't manipulate it. We just, we just go, Jesus, come, come do it again. Um, and you know, just to hit a little more scripture to, to lean into this thing that this, it's not something that was just for the apostles. This is for us today. In first Corinthians, Paul says to the church there, he says, do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy spirit who is in you whom you have received from God. So he, Paul is talking to this church, and this is like decades after Pentecost. And he's saying, the Holy Spirit is in you. You're a temple of the Holy Spirit. So, so this isn't something that stopped with the apostles. Even these were just like regular churchgoers like us. Like they weren't, they weren't special people, but they were filled. They were temples of the Holy Spirit. And in John 14, Jesus says, very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I've been doing, and they will do even greater works than these because I'm going to the Father. And we might ask, well, Jesus, how, how is that going to happen? How, how are we going to do the works you've been doing? Well, he actually answers that question. He says a few verses down, I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit. So Jesus says here, you're gonna, the, the followers of me, through the power of the Holy Spirit, are going to do the things that I did. Our founder of the Vineyard Movement, John Wimber, said this, if we believe in a theology that doesn't contain doing the works of Jesus, we will not have a practice of signs and wonders. And the works of Jesus are not done through human effort. They're not done through brute force or our intelligence or man-made strategy. The works of Jesus are only done 
through the power of the Holy Spirit. In Luke 3.16, John prophesied about Jesus baptizing with the Holy Spirit. He said, and this is kind of crazy, like when you prepare, prepare for a message, you, you start, I don't know, you just, for me, I start like getting these revelations or things I didn't, I didn't quite realize. But I mean, this is amazing. John's talking to everyone that's gathered. And he says, I baptize you with water, but he who is mightier than I, speaking of Jesus, is coming. The straps of whose sandals I'm not worthy to untie. And here's what John says. He prophesies about Jesus. He says, he will baptize, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Like, I, for some reason, I didn't realize that Jesus is the one baptizing with the Holy Spirit. Is, I mean, I, I don't know if you guys, I, I guess I just... I was like, well, Holy Spirit, come, baptize. But it's like, no, Jesus is the one who's baptizing with the Holy Spirit. And the reality is, for some reason, a lot of us are comfortable with God the Father. Like, we, we kind of, good with that. We're comfortable with God the Son, our Savior, Jesus. Like, we, we, we're just, we're good with those two. But for whatever reason, we get a little uncomfortable with the Holy Spirit. And a lot of what I'm driving at today is trying to just get us to see that like Jesus is not uncomfortable with the Holy Spirit. Jesus actually like, he's the one that's pouring the Holy Spirit out. He's, he's the one, he like wants us to be filled with the Holy Spirit. So if you're cool with Jesus, then let's be cool with the Holy Spirit because Jesus is the one pouring him out, amen? Yeah, so... Yeah, I want to read this. I wrote this out. I want to read this. And I, here's, here's the thing. Like John the Baptist even prophesied about Jesus pouring out the Spirit. And Jesus said, it's better that I go because I know I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. And this is why. Jesus knew the Father's intention was to take broken and sinful humans and through the access created by the sacrificial and redemptive power of the cross, create temples of the Holy Spirit and carriers of his presence. He wants to dwell in you and work through you. He wants you to carry his presence with you wherever you go for the sake of your connection and communion and relationship with him and also for the sake of the world around you. And that's a key component because sometimes we can get really like introspective with the Holy Spirit and fill me up, fill me up, but it doesn't actually overflow. And, and my, what I want us to see is that there's always fruit that comes from the infilling. And you see that pattern in scripture the whole way through. There's fruit from the infilling. The disciples were in the upper room, they got filled. They didn't just hang out there, right? That there was fruit that came from it. And, and so this morning, we're, we're to this point where we have two questions that we need to wrestle through. The first question is, do you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Many of you guys this morning have had this kind of experience. You've been filled with the Spirit, and it's really changed your life. But others this morning, as I'm speaking, are like, it's a little, maybe this is maybe a little new, or maybe it's a little, you're a little hesitant. Um, but I do believe some of you guys, God is kind of beginning to stir a thirst in you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And others of you who, who have been filled with the Spirit before, he's beginning to just maybe stir a thirst in you. Like, I, I, think, I, need, like, I think I need to be filled again. And, and that's where I want to make one quick point here. You know, being filled with the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, is not just a one-time thing. 
Like that's a, it's a, it's honestly a daily thing. It's a daily like opening to the Holy Spirit and say, come Holy Spirit, fill me. And, and part of that's, or, or it is because we are not fully sanctified. We, we are in that sanctification process. And part of that is ongoing filling of the Holy Spirit. And as a quick biblical example, think of Peter. I referenced him earlier. Denied Jesus, filled with the Spirit, moves in boldness, preaches. And then a little while later, we see that Paul actually had to rebuke Peter because he was messing up. So it's not that Peter became this like superhero that you know, was just fully glorified. Like he, he was still in that sanctification process. And, and so, again, my point is that... Uh, it's not just a one-time thing. So some of you guys are, are sort of like, yeah, I, I think I need to be filled again. And I, I think this morning there's something for you as well. You know, for me, as I look back on my life, I recognize that, you know, even after I, I came to faith in Jesus in my 20s, I, I grew up in the church, but came to like a, a real faith in Jesus in my 20s and was baptized. And I knew enough that I knew I needed to be at a church where the Holy Spirit was welcomed. Like I knew that God's a triune God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. I need to be somewhere where he's welcomed. But honestly, I was pretty okay just kind of being on the fringes. Like as long as I was somewhere where the Holy Spirit was, was doing something, it was okay if, if I wasn't involved. I can just kind of stand back and watch what God's doing. And I think that was probably like for 10 years, I kind of resisted that. And if I really dig down, it's, most of it's rooted in, in pride, in fear, and in comfort, you know, I don't, I don't know what's, what, what is the Holy Spirit going to want to do through me, in me? What is this going to look like? What's it going to sound like? And so it took me getting thirsty for the Holy Spirit to push through those barriers. And so I just, you know, I just want to say, I believe there's some of you today who God is stirring that thirst in you. And there's those barriers that have kept you um, back from stepping into the fullness of being filled with the Spirit. God wants to break those down today. For me, once, um, once I, I decided it, and once my thirst was, was just too, I was too parched. You know, when you get really thirsty, you can't really think of anything else. You just have to drink. You just have to find water. Like if you're in a desert or you're on a hike and your, your water bottle's out, you're just like, I can't even talk to you right now, whoever you're hiking with. Like we just got to find water because I, I can't even, all I can think about is getting water. And so for me, that thirst eventually led to um, different occurrences of, of being in a, in a room kind of like this. And uh, there's an invitation and, I, and it's like, I get to the point where like, okay, I'm so thirsty. I've got to go drink. And so a couple different occurrences, like once at a worship retreat, once at a, a Vineyard National Conference, just experiencing that phenomenon of being filled with the Spirit. And for me, um, usually when that happens, I, I start to almost, I get overcome with like tears and I begin to weep. And for me, I also, those times almost like felt like heat running through my body and, and even a sense of um, the Lord, I just almost like lifting me off the ground in a sense. And then a lot of times for me in those moments of being filled with the Holy Spirit, um, I did begin to yield my, my voice to the Lord. And for me, like there was words that came out that I didn't know what it meant. And we would call that speaking in tongues. I do want a quick caveat here. That doesn't always happen. And just if it doesn't happen, that doesn't mean you're not filled with the Spirit. But what we want to do is just yield our voices to the Lord, whatever, whatever comes out. And often it'll, it'll be like a praise or prayer or prophecy, or maybe it will be words you don't know what it means. 
But we just wanna yield ourselves to the Lord when, when we're saying, Holy Spirit, come. And so in those, uh, those, op- those, thing- those times for me, um, the Lord began to, to stir things in my heart. And even at, at uh, the national conference, when, when, that, when I was filled in that environment, there was a word given over me and some other people in that area that God was like opening mouths to be able to speak and to teach. And so out of that time, I have seen like fruit in my life where I begin to lead worship differently. I begin to um, speak differently. And even, even today, you, like I said, I was bringing my best message and you guys might be like, what? <laughs> but I just gonna say, you should have heard me before I got filled with the Holy Spirit. <laughs> um, so there's fruit. My point there is there's, there's fruit from those times. And I'm really thankful for what God has done through that. And I wanna share one quick story. Sometimes what the Holy Spirit does through you is not comfortable and it's not convenient. Um, it was a few years ago, my wife and I had purchased a used car. It was a few years old, but it was like the nicest car we'd ever had. It was a forerunner. And, and it was like, oh man, this, we just loved the forerunner. We, we'd had it for like two months. And one night we were driving home, I think from a worship night here at church. And we stopped at the gas station and I saw a guy like sleeping, I think this was like January or February. So it was like 20 degrees out. He was sleeping like on the, against the gas station wall. And the Holy Spirit just like broke my heart for him, you know, in a different way than I'd experienced before. And, and so I, I knew I had to do something. So I, I took uh, Larissa and the kids back home and I drove back. And long story short, I, I just sat down next to him. I, I got him a few things from the gas station. He was very... It drunk, so he couldn't communicate very well with me, but, but uh, I just interacted with him. I got him some food, and then I, I said, you know what, why don't you, let's get in my car, I'll take you, and, and I just thought, at least, I just felt the Spirit leading me, at least for tonight, I could get him a place to stay, and so he, I, I had to basically lift him into the car, and he was a big guy, but he, his leg was hurt, and like I said, he was intoxicated, so I'm lifting him in, and he was clearly homeless, and you know the, the I don't know the smells in the car were different. Um, and so I got him to the hotel, I got him situated for the night. I almost had to I I like you know like when people are hurt on the football field and you have to like carry him off the sideline. Like I had to carry him into the room, and you know in the midst of that I'm sharing like here's why I'm doing this. I'm wanting to say I'm doing this because Jesus. You know this is this is the heart of Jesus for you. And, uh, but you know, he was, he was kind of gone. So I don't know how much of that he heard, but you know, it didn't matter. That's what the Holy Spirit was inviting me to do. But, but here, so the next day, once it was daylight, I, I went to get in my car and the smell in the car was like still the same. It was there still. And I looked on my front passenger seat and there was like stains all over it. And my initial response was like a little, this flesh kind of like, oh man, like this car that was like the best car we'd ever had. Now it has stains all over the front seat and it had cloth seats. So it was like, but I just heard the Holy Spirit say, it's like, no, that, that is, it just reminded me of what matters, you know? It reminded me like, that's just a car, but whew, but that guy is my child, you know? I get emotional sometimes, sorry. Um, 
So my point there is that sometimes the Holy Spirit will lead you to do things that are costly. And that was just a seat, you know, it's not a big deal, but sometimes it, it, it's even more costly than that. Um, so that's a bit of my story. And now I wanna share a couple more stories with you guys. So um, I wanna invite my wife, Larissa, to come up. Can we give it up for her? And I'll just let you take it away. She's going to share a story of kind of what God has done in her recently and how that impacted someone that's now in our church. Yeah. Hi, good morning. Um, well, so even though I'm married to this guy and he comes here five days a week and kind of gets to be in this setting all the time, um, myself, I'm just kind of a more, you know, I'm not in this environment all the time. I'm just living kind of normal life as a, a mom of four kids. And, and I work. And um, so I'm, you know, kind of on the track of, of, Lord, give me opportunity, you know, to be used by you just, just living my everyday life. Um, and so when I can get my bearings, you know, early in the morning as I'm getting the kids off for school and stuff, I just, you know, oftentimes pray let me be willing, let me, you know, have an opportunity to just hear your voice when you want to use me. Um, but I would say, you know, I'm more like Peter that Jesse's talked about, you know, and, and struggle with fear and fear of man. And, oh, you made me get emotional <laughs> right before I come up. No, I know. <laughs> um, but trying to step out, you know, in boldness and, and um, invite the Holy Spirit to, to empower me and, and, to, you know, overcome come those fears. And, and so um, earlier this year, it was, I think, kind of winter time. Um, I was actually at just a local business, and I was at a work appointment. So I was in kind of a completely different mindset. I'm, I'm in work mode. I have that hat on. Um, and I actually had a client who was waiting at a table for me. And I come in and I'm quickly just trying to, I got a drink and, and the half and half was out. And so there was an employee there and I just said, could you get me a little more half and half? And um, as she walked off, it was like, again, I'm, I'm just totally in work mode. I'm thinking of my client waiting there. I'm thinking of the things I'm going to be talking about. But as this... Um, beautiful young woman walked off to get me some more half and half. I just heard the voice of the Lord, like how he usually speaks to me when, when just a thought enters my mind, that's not really a thought. I, I thought it's just, it's just, um, and I just heard invite her to church. Um, and I, you know, th that moment of resistance where I'm like, Oh, this is weird. Like, you know, I'm, I got someone waiting for me and I'm, you know, so, but I was obedient and, and as she walked back, she gave me some half and half and I said, hey, I'm not really weird. I just feel like I'm supposed to invite you to come to church with me. Um, and just the look on her face, you know, that moment of vulnerability, like what's she going to do? What's she going to say? And, and uh, you know, just there was just this kind of look of surprise on her face. And the first thing she said to me is, how did you know? Um, and I, w I was like, what do you mean, how did I know? And she said, uh, I've been 
wanting to go to church somewhere and I've been looking online and, and I can't figure out where to go. And so it was just this really cool moment of God answering a prayer for her. And I said, well, you know, to be honest, I knew only because God spoke it. As you walked off, he, he told me to invite you. And so, you know, he um, heard that need. So that's the beginning of the story. But I just want to share kind of the backstory of this this beautiful woman who I invited to church. Um, she's born and raised in Baghdad, and she was um, been here in Boise nine years, I think, nine years, um, and originally came as refugee status and, and didn't know a soul in the Boise area. Um, and so her coming to church was kind of like, it was really exciting because what had happened was when she was nine years old, um, you know, she was not raised in a Christian culture, but a neighbor had reached out to her when she was nine and, and shared Jesus a little bit with her and had taken her to church. So the seed was planted. And um, fast forward through her life, she went through some really hard things. And she was married to a man who was not kind to her. And she had three beautiful children with him, a set of twins and another child. And, and 18 years ago, he abandoned her and he kidnapped their kids. And um, so she came just carrying a lot of pain and brokenness. Um, and she said here she was in Boise and she was carried that pain and had a, a lot of brokenness and depression. And, and she said a bit ago, she was sitting in her apartment and she was on her couch and she was crying um, out to God about, or she was crying about all these things. Um, and she said she heard a voice in her apartment in Arabic saying, I am with you. And she knew at that moment it was Jesus speaking to her that she had heard about when she was a little girl. And that was kind of a turning point for her. Um, and she got a job and that was the job where I met her and invited her to church. And so she started coming, um, and I'm taking more than two minutes, but I'm hurrying. You're good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She started coming here to church and would sit with me. And, and the beginning weeks was just God ministering to her. And we would pray and we would pray for breakthrough with her kids that she hadn't got to see in 18 years. Um, but as a mom, any of you that are parents, you could just imagine. I can't even imagine. Um, so we started praying and I just felt like I watched as, as there was some healing happening and, um, and I just said, Rua, there's gonna be breakthrough. I just know there's gonna be breakthrough. So um, a number of weeks back, she came to me Sunday at church and she was so excited and there's too many details to share, but there was some breakthrough and, and someone across the world was able to intervene on her behalf and, and cross paths with her children. And she shared some truth of who Rua was and what really happened. The dad had actually told her, told them somewhere along the way that she had died. So they, they had believed a lot of lies. And so she was able to have a FaceTime phone call with, with her kids and see him for the first time in 18 Yeah, um, and so the, the lyrics from that last song that was led about 
speaking to the same other broken places. And I've just been able to walk through some of those speaking his name and, and then the testimony of, of getting to see him move. And so Rue has now become this powerhouse and she's, you know, bringing all these prayer requests and we're praying for all these other people across the world and all these things. And so the last little part of the story, there's so many things that we're seeing God do that I could share, but she was really impacted by her first church on the field. And uh, she said she left church on the field after that ministry time saying, God, I'm gonna use you and, and you give me opportunity and I'm gonna speak out in boldness for you. Um, and so later that day, actually, um, someone she went to junior high with reached out to her through social media. Um, who this is a friend that's, you know, pretty deep in the Muslim religion and, and uh, she shared with Rua how she was depressed and she was going through all these things and Rua, you know, having just asked God to use her, shared Jesus with this woman. Um, and, you know, Rua shared with me that's quite dangerous for her and if, if any of that comes to light, you know, she could even be killed for that. And so, but Rua shared with her and, Two days later, um, that friend reached back out and she said, Rua, I fell asleep that night after you shared about Jesus and he came to me and he was dressed in all white and he said, I will never leave you. And yeah, so that woman is now sharing Jesus with her mother-in-law. And I say that all to say, I humbly say I had one moment of just obedience where God spoke to me and just seeing the ripple effect um, that you just never know if you just step out, like how the Holy Spirit is gonna, and it's just, it's so amazing to see how he's using Rua. And we, you know, I call her my sister because she's part of this family now here at Vineyard Boise and, and part of my, you know, big spiritual family as my sister in Christ. So I just want to introduce her real quick. Yeah. And I just wanted to give her an opportunity if she wants to share anything. Good morning, church. Good morning. I'm sorry about the tears. <laughs> tears, a lot of tears. Uh, for happiness, for joy. Uh, we're here to praise the God, praise the Lord. Um, he did big miracle for me. So I just want to say that, like, what did he do to me? He worked with my life. He can do for you guys, everybody, everyone. Trust him, believe him, believe him. We have a strong God. We have a strong Jesus, only one Jesus. Open your heart for him. Open your heart for him. He only one Jesus. He neck your door, he neck your heart. Open for him, please open for him. He's the Jesus. One Jesus, only one Jesus. Yes, hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. I pray every day to give me a power and give me, fill me, same what my brothers say about the Holy Spirit. Very important, Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, we cannot do anything. Amen. We cannot be with anything. We cannot do anything. Holy Spirit, very important. 
After I met Jesus, I was a little bit faith. And later by later, I started growing, growing with the faith with Jesus. He taught me. He, he, he was with me all the time. He never left me alone. And he filled me with the Holy Spirit. After this miracle, I say, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Can I believe that, really? After 17 years old, I couldn't see my kids, and I was suffering. I was with darkness. I was depressed. Only Jesus, only him, he can took me from all this to the joy. He changed my life. Thank you, God. Amen. Praise the Lord. And I told him, please, God, use me. Use me for the, all the religions, Muslim religions. I don't care. I talk. Even they kill me. Even they, they punish me. Whatever they do to me. My life to you. My life to Jesus. Forever. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, God. Thank Amen. you, Amen. Can we give it up for these two ladies? Well, I think, Larissa, maybe you can, do you want to preach the rest of the message? That was great. Wow. Whew. So that's what I'm, you know, the reason I wanted Larissa to share that and is, is that reality that that was an overflow of being filled with the Holy Spirit, that she heard God's voice to just say a simple, like, invitation to church and look at the fruit that comes from just that simple obedience. And so that's, that's for all of us. That's for everyone here today. So we're going to, there's, I had one video I wanted to show at the end, but we're going to, we're going to skip that. Um, can I get Kate and Joy to come and just come, come up and begin to maybe start playing? I want to invite Steve. Um, he's just going to, he's our last story today. And then we're going to make space uh, for the Holy Spirit uh, to, to fill us. We're going to make space for him to do what he wants to do today. So Steve, why don't you share for us today? Thank you. Praise God. He's real. When you hear stories of power encounters and signs and wonders, it comes out of deep relationship with Jesus. I'm grateful for him in my life. My story has been one of struggles and victories. Over these last six years, particularly as I've become closer and closer to Jesus, I've got to know him more and more, a deep hunger for more of the Spirit has risen inside of me. And I came to a point uh, at one point in my life in a different state, in a different church, where I felt like God was, was pouring out His Spirit on everybody but me. And I wanted more of what she had and what he had. And this person was slain in the Spirit beside me. And this one was getting healed and there was tongues over here. And I'm crying out to God. And I didn't feel a thing. And I walked with Jesus for a lot of years. And I would go home disappointed. And this was happening week after week. And I, I began to take offense at God. Mm. Even became angry with God. Even became embittered. And week after week, I would stand and cry out for more of his spirit and feel nothing. And I say this to encourage somebody here today. There's somebody here today that needs to hear this. Be encouraged. One day he met me when I was praying and he revealed to me that 
yes, he was blessing all those around me and that he was dealing with me in the way he wanted to deal with me because he was looking at the long term. And he showed me my pride. He showed me the way I was trying to put him in a box, trying to control him, that I wanted things for myself and that Jesus was over here in the shadows and not here in the forefront. He touched me that day in my study, in my secret place. There was nobody there to even lay hands on me but, but him. And that was a moment where I stood up and I came alive and I said, Father, I'll receive anything you choose to give to me and I'll be grateful. And for the rest of my life, if I never feel another warm fuzzy, I will receive whatever you choose to give me and I will say thank you. Yeah. And I will stand on your word and who I am in Jesus and what your word says about who your spirit is. And I don't care what the enemy has said to me and the questions he asked like, what's wrong with you? You need to hear this this morning, somebody. Jesus is calling you into deep relationship with him. And out of that flows everything. Out of that flows the Holy Spirit. He gives the Holy Spirit. So I want to encourage you this morning. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. You know, and as I've gone deeper into the ministry that he's called me into and deeper into inner healing and deliverance. The Holy Spirit shows up. Demons flee. He's real. And it's come through surrender and it's come through trust. And it's come through a deep intimacy with Jesus. This is the journey I've been on and it's come at a cost. And I wouldn't trade it for anything. God has been so merciful to me. He's been so faithful to me. He's been so good to me. I know about the stains on the seats. I've talked to God about it. He's breaking me of it. I don't care anymore. I just don't care how he wants to use me, where he wants to send me, what he wants me to say. You know, my biggest fear has been that I won't hear the Holy Spirit when I need him most. That's been one of my biggest challenges. You know, as a pilot for 35 years, everything was in control. Checklist, checklist, checklist. Give me a program, ABC, one, two, three. I'll put God in the box. And if I do this and this and this, this will result, but that's not how the Holy Spirit works. The Holy Spirit works through our complete submission and surrender and relationship with Jesus. He moves how he wants to move, and sometimes it's messy. We don't know how he's going to move, but he will move. And, and I'm seeing him move, and he always shows up. I never have to worry. He always gives me what I need for what he calls me to do. And I'm grateful. He's so good. He's so faithful. Mark 16, Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. You're right, Jesse. Jesus is the same today as he was back then when he walked the earth as he will be tomorrow. 
He died for our sins and he died for the consequences of our sins. He's here to save. He's here to heal. He's here to deliver. He's all of that. And I'm so grateful today for him. I'm so grateful today for him and for my relationship with Jesus and for the power of the Holy Spirit as the two of them work together with the Father, all in concert for his will to be done, for his glory, for his glory and for the redemption of souls. I'm so grateful for my relationship with Jesus. Oh, I'm so grateful for the journey. I want to encourage you this morning. Don't give up. Don't give up if you're here today. Don't. Don't give up. Press into Jesus. He has a plan for your life. We heard the story. This is how he works. And so, as we talk to people about Jesus, the Lord will work with us and confirm the word through the accompanying signs. That's what Mark says. But Jesus said, don't rejoice that the demons respond to you. Rejoice that your name is written in heaven through faith in Jesus. I praise him this morning. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Steve. Thank you. You know, <clears throat> this morning I had, I had uh, all these plans of being done with this moment like about 15 minutes ago. Um, because I, I didn't want anyone to miss out on what I believe God has for them today because they were like, oh, it's 11.35, like church is over, I need to start going. But I feel like the Lord's in it because I think it's that paradigm that, that what I was talking about, when you're thirsty for the Holy Spirit, when you're thirsty for God, like there's, there's nothing else that can distract you. And so, you know, if you, it, you know, we're gonna basically right now, um, if we can just have you guys stand this morning, if we can just dim the lights just a little bit, this morning is we're gonna go into a time of, of receiving the Holy Spirit today. And I just wanna say, if you, if you need to go today, that's okay. Um, if you have plans already made, that's totally fine. Um, I will say the kids ministry, they're good to go. They, we love those guys. They, they want God to do what he needs to do. And if that means they need to watch your kids for a little, you know, 10 minutes, 15 minutes extra, it's okay. It's all right. So don't, don't leave because you're worried about that. We do want to honor them. Um, but if, if you're thirsty today and you, you sense God stirring your heart, like I, I need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We don't want you to miss out on that because you're worried about getting your kids. Okay. Um, so what we're going to do in just a minute, we're going to make space at the front. And I just want to say this real quick. It's not because there's anything special about the front or any like power up here or something like that. That's not it. What, we're, what we want to do is make space because what we see in scripture, what we see in history is when people gather in one accord, when they gather in unity, when they come together and, and there's repentance and when there's an asking and when there's a waiting, that's, what we, that's when we see the Holy Spirit pouring out. And so the whole point of coming together up front is just to create that space, that environment of unity. Okay, there's nothing special about it. It's just to come in, a, in, a, in agreement with one another and without distraction, without distraction today. And so can we just close our eyes this morning and we're just gonna invite the Holy Spirit. And then, and then in just a little bit, as we continue to, 
to, to worship and just and invite the Holy Spirit. We're gonna, I'm gonna make space for you to come up front and, and we're gonna wait. We're gonna wait this morning. And then at some point today, one of our prayer team ministry, uh, prayer team or ministry team members will come and just lay a hand on your shoulder and just ask the Holy Spirit to fill you. So it's really simple. We're not gonna hype anything up, but we are gonna yield to the Holy Spirit and allow him to do whatever he wants to do and allow him to speak through us in whatever way he wants to speak. So Holy Spirit, we invite you this morning. Thank you for your presence, God. Thank you for the hunger that's in the room. God, would you increase it today? Thank you for the thirst in your people. Would you increase it today? And God, we just pray that uh, your will would be done. We pray against any fear today of stepping into the fullness of what you've called us to who you've called us to be, what you want to do. Thank you, Jesus, that, that you want to baptize us in the Holy Spirit. You want to baptize us in the Holy Spirit. So this morning, I'm just going to invite you now. If you sense God stirring in your heart, if you long to be filled with the Spirit for the first time, or maybe it's a fresh feeling for you, I just want to invite you to boldly just come to the front. Just make your way forward. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, just come right up front. Can we just sing that? Let's just sing Fall Afresh this morning. Let's wait on the Lord. Just begin to sing. Yeah, come on up. There's plenty of room and there's plenty of time. We're just going to wait. We're not going to rush anything. And if you're coming up front, make there's others coming. So just kind of keep coming a little forward so there's room for, for others who want to come. So I'm just going to actually come off the stage for a bit. We're just going to wait on the Lord. We're going to allow, we're going to sing this song and then we'll come back and lead through a time of just filling today. So just begin to just verbalize your desire to be filled this morning. Just begin to open your mouth and begin to just speak out to the Holy Spirit. Just, just even whatever words come to your heart, Holy Spirit, come today. Just uh, engage your mouth this morning. Just begin to speak out. I know maybe others around you can hear you. That's okay. Just begin to speak out. Just begin to declare your thirst for the Holy Spirit this morning. Just begin to, we're gonna fill this place with that unity of desire to be filled this morning. Just begin to let that overflow come. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, fill this place. Yes, Lord. Yeah, just begin to verbalize that. Just begin to speak it out. Holy Spirit, I invite you. Holy Spirit, I need you. Holy Spirit, I long for you. And if you're on the prayer team, can you just begin to walk through those who've come up today? Just begin to lay a hand on shoulders and begin to just release the Holy Spirit.
Yeah, just begin to verbalize that. Speak it out. Just yield to the Lord this morning. You're gonna, some of you are feeling um, a sense of, of just uh, almost tears coming to your, to your eyes today. I just don't, you, don't hold back on that. Just let the Holy Spirit do what He wants to do. Some of you may begin to sense, you know, God's wanting to say something through your, through your mouth today. Maybe he wants to um, just, even just a prayer. It might be the gift of tongues this morning. That's okay. That's welcome here. It, may not, it might not happen for you. That's okay, but it's welcome here. The Lord might want to give you the gift of tongues today. So just allow your mouth to just yield to the Holy Spirit. Whatever he wants to say, whatever he wants to do. We yield to you this morning, Holy Spirit. We yield to you. Come and move, Holy Spirit. Yeah, so now in Jesus' name, we release the baptism of the Holy Spirit in this place over every person who's come up here, over every person who's thirsting for you, Holy Spirit. We release the baptism of the Holy Spirit in this place in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that you are baptizing. It's you, Lord. You're the one that is doing this. You want this for all of us. And so we just pray right now, release more. More, Lord, more of you today. More of your Holy Spirit today. Fall afresh. Fall afresh on hearts. Fall afresh on minds today. Yeah. Yeah, fall afresh. Fall afresh. Fall afresh. Stay engaged with what the Holy Spirit's doing. Stay engaged this morning. He's speaking to you. Holy Spirit, we're staying engaged with what you're doing. Come, Lord. Come, Lord. We want all that you have. We want all that you have, Lord. We know there's more. There's more of you. Yeah, so come, Lord. Come, Holy Spirit. Yeah, just allow your mouth to be open and let the Holy Spirit speak through you. Yield your tongue to the Lord today. Yes, Lord. Thank you for how you're moving, Lord. Keep moving. More, Lord. More, Lord. Yeah, we're just going to stay in this posture. Yeah, so this morning, there may be even some of you still today that, that are, maybe you're just like, I, I, it, it, again, this can, can happen anywhere in the room. I just want to encourage whatever step of obedience that the Holy Spirit is wanting to do in you, just to yield to that, just to yield. It may be to kneel this morning. It may be to come up front. It may be to just be in the aisle. But we're just going to bless what God's doing. Let's just, let's just stay in this place of waiting. Um, sometimes there's, there's breakthrough if we just wait a little bit longer. And so we're just going to stay in this posture. And if, if if you're in the room um, and you just want to bless what God's doing, we'd welcome you to do that as well. Just extend a hand, bless what God's doing on those who are longing to be filled this morning. And we wait for you, Lord. Yeah, we're not in any hurry. There's still people coming. He's waiting. I just, I just, just keep hearing that. He's waiting and he's been waiting and he's here. So we're just not in any hurry. We're just going to continue to wait on the Lord. If that's you this morning, you just say, hey, I need, I need more of the Holy Spirit. I need to hear from him. Somebody just needs a word from the Lord this morning. You say, hey, I just need a word from him. I just need one word, 
one word and I'm going to be okay. This is him here saying to you this morning, you're going to be okay. 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 That's the word he's speaking of you this morning. You came this morning, you said, hey, I just need to hear a word, one word from him because I love him and I know that he's got me and he's here to say this morning that you're gonna be okay. You're gonna be okay. Oh, we're just gonna wait on the Holy Spirit. He's here, let's sing that song again. We're not in any hurry. If you still wanna come to the altar, there's plenty of room, come on up. We're just meeting with him. If you're just all over the room, just worshiping, let's just begin to worship him again today. Let's sing Spirit of a Living God. refreshed in the Holy Spirit this morning. Be refreshed, be filled. Just let him just break off the old things and just refresh your heart. Come on, just be refreshed in the Holy Spirit this morning. Fall afresh on me. I just sensed this morning that um, as the Holy Spirit's coming on your heart this morning, the water table of, your, of His Holy Spirit is rising in your heart almost, and even like right now, here we are in September, this is kind of when the water table is at its lowest, right, in the natural. And some of you, that's where you are in your life right now. It's just like the water table of your life is just at its lowest. And I just hear the Holy Spirit saying, I'm coming with my Holy Spirit to refresh and raise the water table of your life and refill the vessel again. So let's just lift up our hands or extend our hands to the Lord and just say, fill me, Holy Spirit. Fill me, Holy Spirit, to overflowing. Lord, just fill us right now with your Holy Spirit. Father, we ask in Jesus' name right now for a mighty infilling of the Holy Spirit. Right now, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit and power of God. Be refreshed with the Holy Spirit. Fresh water in your life. Fresh water in your life in Jesus' name. Be filled to overflowing. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled up to overflow with the Holy Spirit of God right now in Jesus' name. Come Holy Spirit and fill each heart and each life as we surrender to you, God. Would you just raise the water table of our life to refreshing? Oh, let a mighty river flow in Jesus' name. Let a mighty river flow now in the name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name. Can we just sing that together again? Let's just sing it together. Speak.
So this morning, we're, gonna, we're just going to stay in this place. Some of you guys might want to just stay and just bask in the presence of the Lord today. So we're not going to prematurely end anything that God is doing this morning, but we do want to sort of informally dismiss. Lord, we thank you for how you pour out. When, we're, when we just come in unity and humility and repentance, you are so faithful, Jesus, to pour out. And so we just thank you for what you've done today. God, we seal it in your name, Jesus. Whatever work you've done in hearts today, we seal it in the name of Jesus. We seal it in the name of Jesus. And we welcome you to continue to move, Holy Spirit. Continue to move in this place as we just humble ourselves before you, submit ourselves, yield ourselves to you, Lord. You guys have a great Sunday. We bless you. Go make the invisible God visible. And we are just going to continue to wait on the Lord up front. If you'd like to stay, feel free to do that. Bless you guys. Thanks for listening. To respond or receive prayer after the live stream closes, please email prayer at vineyardboise.org. And if possible, include your phone number. We'd love to get in touch with you. Thanks.